Hello, 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 hello. Welcome, welcome to another episode of To Be Continued. It's your boy, C. Ham, and you can't spell champion without it. Alongside my ace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's double trigger. You know I claim the victory like Nike and companions. They wouldn't let me have two like poison ivy. That's why I was laughing earlier. Because <laughs> I was like, should I say that? Absolutely. But, but yeah. For those that listen, they'll understand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall as usual. Uh, but yes, uh, we have an amazing guest on this episode. We're extremely excited to finally get a chance to release this for everyone. You know, before I do that, before mm-hmm. we do that, I should say, I want to say shout out to everybody out there, especially my black people, because mm-hmm. as we're recording this, it's currently Juneteenth. So, yes, you sir. know, shout out to everybody. Stand up. I've been so amazed and proud of how everybody's been unifying and speaking up for themselves. And it's just been a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, continue bringing that same energy, continue living on like how we've been doing and keep staying strong on these folks. Mm-hmm. If you listen to us before, you already know how Devil Trigger giving it up in these times. Mm-hmm. Piracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we have an amazing guest, Julian Elijah Martinez. Uh, you may have seen that name on the amazing Wu-Tang series on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, he played Divine. Yeah, he played Divine and did an amazing job. And I'm not just saying that because we had a chance to chat with him. But like, well before we had this opportunity, I was just like, yo, out of all the dynamics of this show, like that was one that I would, mm-hmm. had zero information about. So the portrayal of that was extremely important to, I mm-hmm. feel like, my liking of the show. I don't know about you. Yeah, let me know on a deeper insight. You know, he was a really good actor. He portrayed that really well. Mm-hmm. I liked it, you know. He was like a five star actor. I thought he was some wow, you know, Emmy nominated cat. You know I, honestly, like I had no idea that like this was one of his first like truly pivotal roles, and mm-hmm. you know, and you could have fucking you fooled see, me. You could see the work. You could see <laughs> yeah. how like even though like the uh, the statue is not yet still complete, it still masoned itself out to be still chiseling itself out, still working on itself. But you could see where the work has been put in. Like yo, I agree. Like nah. You 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 playing? You did this. You was on you was on Titanic and them. I then realized in a side pocket subdimension that he played a fourth extra messenger that delivered the Book of the Dead from Emotep in Wakanda two, revealing Black Panther, Avengers all assembled in black suits. I didn't put enough respect on his name. I'm sorry because I was gonna say he was on Titanic, but what he looked like in these times with all the black power sinking in some goddamn water. No, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. Outside of being an amazing black actor, yeah. he's an he activist. Really you know, he's also a blurred for show. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, he was right down with everything that we were talking about as per usual. So the, the conversation was amazing. And I feel like you guys will thoroughly enjoy what we talked about. That's a fact. Yeah. So without further ado, man, we ain't going to yap y'all heads off no more. Let's get it. Continue. See someone. Except. Hey y'all! Hey. Hey. Oh, that, was, <laughs> that was on accident, but that was great. Look at the beard, um, though. Say it again. I said, look at the beard. Uh, well, look at the kutakente happening around. I was gonna let you get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at my girlfriend's house and she doesn't have a comb, so I apologize. Oh. <laughs> my... <laughs> uh, my apologies for being a little late. How's everybody doing? We're doing great, man. Thanks for being a part. We appreciate you. Of course, of course. Uh, personally, it's amazing to get a chance to talk to you because I love the Wu-Tang series on Hulu. Binged it. Oh, beautiful. Thanks, man. Thanks for watching. So um, me personally, it was my introduction to you as an actor. And yeah. it forced me to go back and look at stuff you were in prior to that. So. Okay. Once again, you know, with us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, I did find some funny little tidbits. So, <laughs> I know the problem. The problem with film is shit don't go away. That's true. <laughs> it's, especially in today's era, you know, once it's on the no. internet, it's forever. It's forever. I know. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we should just go down the line, kind of introducing ourselves to you, so you uh, get an idea of who we are before we. Kind of go into it and then, you know, yeah. get to that first. All right, cool, cool. I'm also. What's up, man? What's up? Well, I'm Devil Trigger. <laughs> One and only. 
<laughs> big fan, bro. Big fan. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And of course, you know me. Of I know you. you unfortunately. Know <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Christian. I'm going to moderate the majority of everything. Um, okay. Uh, we started Push Start Media, just to give you a little bit about ourselves. We started Push Start Media uh, just at the beginning of this year in January. But uh, okay. prior to that, we were a part of another network and we started to learn about podcasting through them and okay. uh, kind of blossomed into us being able to start our own thing. So uh, that's kind of the point that we're at right now. We're just building uh, as many connections as we possibly can with on the, on the stream. Yeah, exactly. Filling it out, seeing what we what we're trying to do, what direction we want to go, and you know, just really getting the idea of who we are as podcasters. Taking the our we can't we can't rest on our laurels, especially in this type of time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm extremely grateful, low key, for the uh, the pandemic. The opportunity has been giving us to work a little bit more in our craft because before that, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'm sure we can all attest to having to work. 40 hour work weeks and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. work for the man this week. <laughs> Shout out to my boy. Shout out to my boy. He was considered an essential worker. So, you know, he's actually still. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, but, well, I, pr- I appreciate your, your sacrifice, bro. For sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like I said, once, once again, we really, really appreciate you just being a part of what we're doing right now, especially building from the ground up. So here at work, it's a super honor because as soon as she has suggested it, I was like, Wu-Tang, wait, what? <laughs> like, I, love, I love the music personally, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I didn't watch it beforehand, but I watched it recently. So yeah, I yeah. got a feeling of like, it made, it brought back that actual energy of like, when I used to listen to like Wu-Tang forever, you know what I'm saying? Thirty. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Little Swords and stuff like that made me think of my realist, Maybe even think about why we even started this, you know? Yeah, of course, of course. Your character, bro, you play that to a T. Oh, thank you. I respect the violence for real. I, I appreciate that. It's it's mm-hmm. funny, too. It's funny because, like, I had a lot of um, uh, nerves associated with, with trying to portray Divine, you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's a real person, and I didn't want to, like, uh, 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 fuck it up and, you know, and then... <laughs> Yeah, you know. He's like, yo, what's up? <laughs> like, like, uh, like, yo, I got, you know, they're going to everybody be like, yo, my dude is this is doing a great job. My dude is doing a great job, and the vine coming and be like, yo, they, this light skin nigga is like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo. But I saw, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. No, man, with respect, because yeah. it was just like the way you like got into the role where you had to be like not only the protector the caretaker the one to make mm-hmm. decisions and then like transition from you going into that experience of like real life jail how they can deprive yeah. you know the black man from like the actual manhood the energy in a certain mm-hmm. sense of just like on a like a earth real spiritual level like now you feel this but like, yeah like, this was crazy you was good i was like yeah thank you thank you so I want to start a little bit before that. Uh, something I, I saw that was interesting to me personally, because um, I'm a big fan of monologues. And uh-huh. I, I saw a monologue you had done on uh, YouTube on from uh, Simbling. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I noticed you had said that was the first thing that you, I think the first thing you got paid for. As no, actor. no, no. So that, that monologue, that's actually my aunt. So my aunt had this. Uh, uh, she had this idea of of doing. You know the um, uh, uh, the 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 tiny desk concert that MBA yes. does. Yep. So my aunt, a woman named uh, Sadia Mitchell, who does a lot of documentary work for the WNBA, and right now she, before the pandemic was happening, she was out in Brazil documenting the Olympic women's team. Yeah, nice. She had this. She had this idea of trying to get actors together and, and doing like kind of a tiny desk, but with acting. And so cool. we got. Yeah, we got a bunch of. Um, uh, of my cast, my classmates from Yale to kind of like do these monologues in my uh, kitchen at the time up in New Haven. So that's where all that was coming. But no, nah, she ain't pay me. I must say, you sure can't tell us the kitchen. Y'all dressed it up real nice. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's no, I, good. Thought, yeah. I thought it was very interesting because like just monologues in general, I think have been something that's important to me that I didn't realize until I got older. Because I love wrestling, so like yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching interviews from wrestling—that's kind of a monologue in itself. Yeah, 
Yeah, I kind of yeah. got brainwashed into loving that as a kid and didn't realize I liked it until I came up. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the cream rising to the top, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And any of those, it just, it, it just wired me to be interested in stuff like that, and I didn't even realize it until I became an adult. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bet, bet. Yeah, speaking yeah. of what inspired you? Like, what was your muse to, like, first come to acting, you know? Well, it's, it's funny because it's, um, it was, so it actually was um, uh, one of my high school teachers. So, you know, I think we've all had the experience of like um, high school, you know, for especially for people of color, it can be very difficult. Sure. And, um, and, I was, and I was a fuck up. Like, oh, you know, man. I would get, I would got, I got, <laughs> you know, I was cussing out teachers. I was like, I was getting suspended once a year. Like it was. It's resonating a little bit. Uh, but it was actually my, my, um, my theater teacher who uh, kind of became my advocate. So she, it's funny because like, I'd done a little bit of uh, drama when I was living in San Francisco. And um, when I went to high school, I was looking for something to do, like some sort of extracurricular activity. Right. And so they were, uh, they were auditioning for a play, this play called, um, what was it called? Like Inherit the Wind or some shit. And I auditioned, for the, I, I auditioned for the play, but then I didn't go back to look at the call sheet, right? I just was like, I don't know why I didn't go back to look at the call Because I was being lazy and I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm not gonna, whatever. And so months would go by, right? And after like four or five months, I get a call from the principal's office. The principal's office is like, you know, Julian Lodge Martinez, can you please come? And I know when someone's calling me Julian, I had done fucked up. So yeah. I was like, I, I, go, I, go down, I, I go down to the principal's office and principal's like, hey, you need to go down to the, the theater room. The teacher needs to speak to you. So I go down to the theater room and the teacher says like, oh, are you you're Julian? We cast you in the play. You should have been here for the last three months. So I, I thought I was in super trouble. So I burst into tears and ran out the room. And actually, this woman, Sally Livingston, came and found me. She, you know, she talked me down and she was like, listen, you know, calm, don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. She introduced me to my best friend, who's my best friend to this day, and, and, um, and ended up having one of the best kind of experiences of my high school life. And so that was kind of my, my hook in terms of becoming an actor was her. And, yeah and she became my advocate and she like you know got me out of trouble you know she was there when i got arrested she you know what i mean and she passed recently and so like she what i would say the person who made me become an actor was her yeah man that's amazing you never know the people that are like having an eye on you like my mom used to always say that like yeah you never know who's watching you somebody might get an influence on what you're saying or what you're doing so be mine exactly like exactly exactly it seems like that that kind of situation resonated with her, and she saw something in you before you even knew what you had. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I always and I always appreciate that, and like and, and that has been a big thing about my life is there's always been somebody who's kind of like shepherded me somewhere, who's kind of you know brought me in the right kind of on the right path, who's like right. you know pulled me from going in the opposite direction, and so um, I'm very very privileged and fortunate to have that have those kind of people in my life. Nice. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Where were you when you found out you were going to get the role for uh, the Wu-Tang series? So I actually, I was actually, <laughs> I was at, so I was doing a show called Network, which was on Broadway at the time. Um, mm -hmm. And I found out when I was going home. So I was going, I had decided to, to ride my bike from Midtown Manhattan to uh, Brooklyn. Which, <laughs> Why? that's the thing that's the thing and after a show right I, I started writing and i was like and it was cold and i was like i got maybe five minutes i was like this is real fucking stupid and as i as i was writing i got a phone call from my agent at the time my agent was like she, the agent my agent said hey we got and it's been it was kind of crazy like we were in negotiations trying to figure out like whether or not i can do this i was going to show at the time it was a big big kind of mess and when my agent told me he's like oh you got the you got the role i pulled over into this hotel lobby right mm -hmm. like in the middle of midtown manhattan and started just crying i had called my mom oh. crying is a theme for me 
I guess. It's fine. I'm cool, bro. It's understandable. Sometimes when it's white, you get like it's that. It's like that. <laughs> it's like, you look into the hotel mom. lobby, you're crying in the subway, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I very quickly, I realized, like, I got on the subway because I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to make it to Brooklyn with tears in my eyes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I read a little bit about you saying that you were a blur. Yes, it was. Well, so, yes, I am. Was. Well, what are what are some of the extracurricular things you're into? You know, besides you know acting and drama, yeah. are you into anime or video games or anything like that? Oh, dude, it's it's a problem. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a problem. I got a I got a, I got my switch, is, which is in the other room. I started oh, my oh. first Dungeons and Dragons campaign with a homie Ooh. of mine uh, for the first time. My my character is a is a dragonborn named Aubrey Drake. No, I play I played the shit out of Skyrim, my man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, man. If it if it's got lasers and swords, I know something about it. I love oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Who your yeah. favorite hero? Superhero, DC or Marvel or anyone? Uh, well, I'm right now. So I'm right now. I'm rereading. I'm reading the uh, the Dawn of Us House of X, and so I've always been a big X Men like head. You know what I mean? And um, so and that that book has got me back into those. So I'm reading that, and I'm reading uh, uh the Immortal Hulk. Oh, nice. Yeah, yo, that's so good, shit. man. That shit is so good. Have so you read the, Have you read the Dark Knight's Metal? Nah, I can't, man. I can't. It's way too like the 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 Batman who laughs and the weird ju- robbing people. Nah, see, that's where that's where we're showing our age difference. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking what? at this. I'm like at the this, best thing ever. I'm looking at this crazy thing, dude, with like whips and chains. I'm like, nah, man. I went through spawn. I went through that spawn phase already. I don't need to go through it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, respect, I, respect. I maybe when I get a little older, I'll probably be like, you know what? Maybe not so much whips. And chains. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I- See me, I'm kind of biased because I just love mm-hmm. Batman. So anything connected to Batman, I'm gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was out of the comic book world for so long until yeah. I saw that, and that kind of like piqued my interest to get back into reading. Comics. Yeah, so yeah. It's kind of brought well, me back to it. The Batman of Laughs is a crazy. He's a no, crazy. He's crazy. I, no, I like nuts. the little metal aspect of it. Like as far yeah. as like, I like how they inter intercross twine the uh, continuity from all around, made it make sense. Yeah, yeah. that the aesthetic was like a style of music that I like to listen to. You know right, I mean? right, 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 right. Like, because even me being a, a person of color, I, I like I enjoy metal music. I enjoy rock. You know, I enjoy all types of K-pop, all types of stuff. So to see, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a different style of influence, yeah, in something like that. Yeah, how yeah. Intricate, you know, it, and the level of. I always like imagine like I'm like more I love Batman. Batman one of my favorite yeah. superheroes, like constantly, yeah. like anti-heroes. So it's just like to see yeah. like a Batman in like all versions twisted and all the other like just the yeah, imagination yeah. part of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well and, and also like yeah, you know, his 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 villains are all kind of they all target something that's weakness in him. And so to take his literal personal personality flaws and then create those into villains which is essentially what the bat the dark knights are mm-hmm. is really really interesting i think you know Definitely. i'm just it, i just get disturbed easy everybody's art taste and aesthetics is different we all share we all share the aesthetic in us in a right. wavelength you know what i'm saying we hear yeah, what, yeah. and we might like this or we might like that you know what i'm saying we right right on this right 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 yeah. Can you let us in a little bit on like what it's like to work with Brian Cranston? Man, he is Brian Cranston. So people say Brian Cranston's a prince, and it, he really is. Like he's one of the kindest, um, uh, most caring people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That you ever will, you kind of will work with. Um, he's 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 insane in terms of his work ethic. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's a big key. With the big lesson I got from him is like. It's it's we we often throw out this idea of of talent right and I think talent is a myth. I think 
talent is something that we put on somebody after the fact, after they've put in the work. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so when you watch, when you watch, I mean, you, I think what we all have is we have an inherent passions that we've, that we are gravitate towards, whether or not that be music or art or acting or, you know, coding or writing or any number of things, we all have inherent passions that we have. But in order to actually have something, in order to be good at something or in order to be talented at something, we have to put on the work. And that's what I saw from Brian Cranston, you know, right. someone who, no matter how he felt, whether he was sick or any of that kind of stuff, he always gave 110%, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was always focused and engaged. He never, like, he never got distracted, but he also was there, he was personable, you know, he wasn't an asshole, he, you know, he was a leader, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he, he led by example, you know what I mean? So. That's, yeah, that's the kind of person he strikes me as, even like the characters he always portrays, uh, he always has that kind of presence where you, you just right. gotta, if he's saying something or if he's in the room, you gotta like see what's going on with him. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And that and some of that's just because he's old. You know, some of that's just like old old man was old man or woman wisdom. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah. like, but some of that's also like I think he cultivated uh, uh, something around himself where he's like, you know, I'm just gonna be kind to people. And when you when you're kind to people. It'll take you a long way, I think. You know? Nice. Okay, I got, a, I got, a, I got a quick question, or I got like maybe. Okay, so she <laughs> <laughs> already know most of bullshit. So, y'all film season two yet? Hell no, bro. Oh, I'm gonna say. Let me know what it is. Tell me. I need to know what because y'all just left off, and I need to know so we can just black out, black out the rest. You know what I'm saying? This is a nice background. Yeah, and then we come back. <laughs> but we, so we, we, the, the season two is announced. But there's definitely a season two coming. Uh, but we got hit in the middle of the pandemic. And usually when we, we usually film around this time of the year and uh, the pandemic hit. And so we couldn't really, we couldn't really do it. So right now people are just, we're just in the process of trying to figure out like what the next step is like everybody else is. But man, I yeah, hell yeah, I wish we filmed that damn season. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> send me the text message or something like let me get a prototype or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. Unless yeah, we, like could you yeah. speak a little bit about um how this is affecting your job, you know, this pandemic. Yeah. Something that's never really that we've seen in our generation. Yeah. I'm sure this is slowing down a lot of progress you're trying to get. Yeah, I think the you know one one let me just say like um i'm fortunate in the sense of like i'm privileged and fortunate in the sense of like one i'm not sick mm -hmm. and two you know i'm not struggling in terms of food you know so like that in and of itself is a blessing mm -hmm. um yeah i mean like we're looking at new york city's looking at uh theater kind of being gone for the perceivable future you know and I was just looking online and we had we've had three Broadway shows that just got closed that closed and potentially more are going to close, you know, and um, film is a little different because film, they're all in the process, like film producers are all in the process of trying to figure out what their next step is. And they don't rely on the things that theater relies on, which is an audience and close proximity. And it's almost damn near impossible to do socially distancing um, in theater. Where in film, you can kind of work your way around it. Um, so film is in the process of kind of, of trying to come back. Um, but what I will say is that I'm learning how to audition for Nickelodeon. <laughs> there's a lot of voice, a lot of voice oh over work. So, you know, which I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my goal is like, like I, always, I always tell people this story. They think it's a joke, but I'm, I'm like dead serious. When I'm like old and like 50 years old and like, Pushstar Media has become successful and some younger, more talented person is running it in my stead. And, you know, I'm just able to do my thing in the background. Forever. That's fine. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, we'll do everything. Forever. And then I can just chill in the background and just, like, do voice acting for cartoons. Like, that's why. Hey, like, that's hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, people have like look at Mark Hamill. He's had an yeah. amazing career doing voice, voice exactly. work. Like he's literally the voice of my childhood watching Batman the animated series. So it's like yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, yeah. I heard um, I kind of I was speaking to uh, a woman. She did a talk back with my school, 
Um, I, forget, mm-hmm. I forget her name because I'm horrible with names. She's a producer and I should know her name. But she was kind of <laughs> saying that like animation is going to be the, the next big thing and a lot of projects that were supposed right. to be live action might just go back to the animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the only thing, you know, what, what we're looking at is the only real thing that can be produced right now is stuff that can socially distance, right? So yeah. animation, but there's also a big, there's also a big push of like Hollywood trying to figure out, so what is it, what are, what are we stepping in, what are we going to look like? Well, mm-hmm. we're probably not going to shoot on location very much anymore. So we might be looking at that kind of old studio system where we'll see a lot more, you know, on set being built. We're looking at more kind of blue screen, green screen kind of stuff, you know? Um, we're probably looking at more kind of big budget things rather than mm-hmm. the medium budget or smaller budget things because no one really wants to finance something that's medium or small without knowing that they're going to immediately get their money back, you know. Yeah. But the but what's a what's a plus is like you know what I mean like the, the only people really making money is Amazon and Netflix right now, you know. Whether or not whether you're you're either streaming, you're playing, you're either streaming your video games, or you're, you know you're selling people shit on through delivery, and so. Um, for creatives, like, you know, like all of us, I think there's an opportunity there, you know what I mean? If, if we are creative, you know, and, and we kind of think outside the box. Especially if you look at the impact of what happened with, I don't know if you guys have been looking at it, but the release of the film Trolls. Oh yeah. They were forced to release it in a streaming platform instead of in theaters because they had syndicated everything to be released prior to the pandemic. Scooby Doo did the exact same yeah. thing, and it worked incredibly for them. So that might be another model that they start to look at going forward as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, and the thing about the, you know, there's a couple things about Trolls that allows it to kind of do that. It's a kids movie, so you mm-hmm. know. And if you got and a five year old, yeah, exactly. You got a five year old. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> But so it's going to be interesting when movies like, uh, you know, Tenet come out and we'll see what happens with those, which are more adult oriented and we'll see how successful that might be, you know. Um, if, if for example, a Marvel movie goes through the VOD model, the, that'll be the big shift. Yeah, that'll be the big shift. Well, do you think Black Widow will be like that? I have no idea. I think they're just pushing a lot of those back right now just to see what happens. <laughs> just to see what happens. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But eventually, eventually those the studios are going to want, are going to need a revenue stream. And if they have content, they're going to try to bring that content out, you know, and so. I, I, think, yeah, it, we'll I think this whole thing will be over soon, though, because they're going to, they're going to, they're going to release their fingers off our neck. I, I don't, I, I believe, like, it is a real incident, but is something else to it, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as the way everybody going about it, how strange everything is, and how history seems to repeat itself all the time. Yeah, so I hear when you. they I decide they want to let us do whatever, then yeah, 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 yeah. Most stuff. I mean, and the good thing is, like, after tragedy, renaissance always seems to follow. So <laughs> there's gonna be innovation. There's gonna be art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. So right. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and we are, in, we are essential, you know, and I know you are essential, brother, but like. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you're triple essential. I was about to say something. I was like, whenever I hear somebody's an essential, uh, has an essential business, I always imagine that we're, we're looking at them like that first wave in Castle Black. Like or the Dothraki yeah. that we're like, oh no, oh, you're no. essential. <laughs> oh man. Um, um, no. Sorry, that's gonna come back to home. <laughs> you brought up Marvel for a brief second, and I know you work with uh, Beth McGuire. Yeah, yeah. With your uh, getting ready for your voice role for uh, mm-hmm. the Wu Tang series, can you talk yeah. about how it was working with her? Yeah, Beth. Beth has been my teacher for a long time. Uh, I knew her from Yale. Um, and for those who don't know, Beth did the dialects for uh, uh, Panther. Black Panther. Um, and so work with with Beth. It's she really kind of tries to. Um, she thinks of herself as as a designer of dialects, and so that's the way she kind of approaches it. So we, yeah. So what we did is like instead of trying to get a generic kind of Staten Island uh, uh, dialect going, like we really try to like. We listened to a lot of how Divine spoke, a lot of how Rizzo spoke, um, because they're they're in the same family. And then we try to craft something that also 
deals with my own vocal placement, so I don't sound like I'm kind of coming out of left field in terms of my own vocal quality, um, but something that I can naturally kind of do. Um, so we looked at the way sounds shift. We look at how I hold my mouth. And, and what's really interesting is like when you work that way, it kind of creates almost like a mask in a sense. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's because now I'm holding my mouth in a certain kind of way, which makes my body move differently than the way my body would move normally. And so it, it which then creates a different kind of mental pattern. And different yeah, different way of thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And helps yeah. create character too. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're a person that's super tense in the jaw, like that character right. super tense in the jaw, that, that just affects everything. Right, 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 exactly. Or the way the character speaks. So, right. you know what I mean? If the character speaks in a certain kind of rhythmic pattern, there's a reason why he or she is speaking in that rhythmic pattern. You know, he, she, or they are speaking in that rhythmic pattern. And so, like, they, like, when you nail that about them, then you can really kind of figure out certain aspects of that, of that character. That's like some next level of method actor, like hyper, hyper, hyper. <laughs> 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 just like, just like that. I don't know. That's crazy. Now, well, uh, I was, I was so fucking nervous about fucking it up that that's. I imagine that Wu Tang documentary probably helped a lot because I looked oh, and yeah. there's not a lot of footage on how no. he spoke and like him having no. interviews. There's not a lot. No, yeah, and that's the big thing. And it's funny because they, I had been going off of before the documentary. I had been going off this old BT. Thing that they this old bootleg yeah that was what i've been going off for the longest and we get to the duck and he and divine is actually his voice has changed since he's gotten older um and we go we get a chance to watch the first episode of the of the of the doc and we sit there and we're watching it and uh tj is losing his mind because like odb's all up and through there and sadiq mm -hmm. is like grinning like ear to ear because like you know fucking ghost face is all up in that shit and, oh my god uh, and <laughs> and we get to and divine is nowhere to be seen until the last spoiler five minutes and he sits on the book and he says now it's time to tell my story and then thing goes to black and you're just like and i'm, and I'm sitting there like i'm like what the fuck and they and they were like they're like all right guys thanks for watching and I saw like like, that's all to work with. So I'd actually I didn't actually get the doc until I think like episode four. I actually didn't wasn't able to see the entire doc. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was probably a godsend for you because mm -hmm. I searched and searched and searched. And I was like, dang. I thought yeah, like. Yeah. That interview and maybe like another small snippet of him speaking somewhere else. Yeah, there's like a there's an NPR thing that he did a while back, but Devon is one of those people who's he he likes to be private. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know he likes to he he he's actually very counter to a uh, 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 Puffy P that he did it. Like he didn't want to be you know front. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, also and even. Even still, like some of the images of him in the in the music videos, that's because like you know the niggas forced him to do it. You know he didn't necessarily want to be there, but they needed bodies. They needed they wanted to look like bodies. So you'll see Divine kind of like doing his weird dance because he he couldn't really dance. He says that, so that's not shade. He says. It's from the source. You <laughs> to act as him, so you can say that. <laughs> you had the experience. Uh, so when you see when you see him doing that 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 jerky dance in the back, it's because they made him do it apparently. <laughs> now I know you got the opportunity to be around, of course, the RZA. How was that? Yeah. Yo, he's a yo, the OG. He's awesome. I imagine him to be uh, very humble. <laughs> was you around actually, like, all of them? Were they all there? Or no, well, uh, so RZA came. RZA came a lot. Well, he was also a showrunner. So he yeah. up up until a certain point. I think we got until he had to go back to LA to start editing and cutting it. I think about episode three or four. Mm -hmm. So we lost a big chunk of him then. Um, but I met I met Ghost and Raekwon at a club because um, it was somebody's birthday party, so everybody was at this and club. And I met. And I met. <laughs> um, and then, oh, and I met, I met, um, uh, uh, I met Capadonna. Capadonna came a lot. 
which was which was cool. Um, and Meth, I didn't never met Meth because Meth only kind of hovered around Davies when Davies was shooting. So Meth would come for Davies' stuff. Um, and those are the ones who who I had the had the opportunity to meet. How, how was it acting with Davies? How was it like being around him? Davies is so cool. You want to talk about humble dude? Davies is so humble. You know what I mean? Like very cool. him and Joey Badass. They're they're two mm-hmm. like very just kind of like humble, cool. Chilling kind of dude. I know D'Lo had a little crush on him. I don't know if she's still good. You know, I think for Harlem, but I think for Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't. I don't know if she told. I didn't know if she told y'all. But every co- when we, me and D'Lo were working together, every time Coachella happened, we would play No Coachella for me in the, the boxing studio. Did you tell that? <laughs> I didn't. I should have told him. I didn't so we bumped it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, did. they're mad. Yeah, we did, but mad cool, mad chill dudes. You know what I mean? Very humble, very hardworking. You know, guys. You know, I'm. A, I know Davies had a con. He had to shoot one time, then drive all the way down to DC to do a concert. You know what I mean? Then come back to shoot. He would do shit like that all the time. And yeah, good dudes. Incredible work ethic. I like that. Word. Yeah. yeah so uh, being around the RZA and and just Wu Tang influence in general. How are you about like kung fu films and karate flicks? Oh man, that's like so. That's how me, my dad. You speaking of anime, like me, my dad, my little brother. That's what we used to do over the summer. We used to watch kung fu films. We used to watch anime. We used to do all that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, so man. actually, the first yeah, and the first time I heard Wu Tang, you know, the fucking kung fu sounds are like you know <laughs> watching the Boondocks and knowing that like yeah. they play guillotine swords at one time. Yeah. Like that was it was like the little voice in the back of my head had a soundtrack. Yeah, had a soundtrack. I don't know what it is with black dads and like kung fu movies, but my dad was the same way. Like, my dad and my uncle. I literally was like from like the age of three on up with like brainwashed with kung fu films. Like, this thing. I have no idea. I yeah. feel like someone. I feel like someone needs to write a book on like Dragon Ball Z, kung fu, and and black. And black folks. <laughs> and black and black folks. Yeah. I think we like resonate with Asian culture like a lot, like because they resonate with us. You know what I'm saying? We like yeah, yeah. same like essence of descendants, rather where they came from us. But it's just more so like they really, really like embody our culture very well, and we can embody theirs in turn. You know what I'm saying? Like a real yeah, good yeah. cross fusion. Yeah, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of synergy. You yeah, know what I mean? like, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. You see Samurai Shampoo. Huh? I do. I love that. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, that's like, like, like with Nujibis and stuff, it's kind of like that. Like, that's like the perfect yeah. synergy right there. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, exactly. 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 Or just the whole aesthetic of Toonami. Yeah. I can't get enough of that until the day is done. <laughs> all right. All right. I got, I got, this might be a little, uh, this might be a little, a little, far left, but I'm just going to say a phrase to you and you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, great. <laughs> Friendship falling apart. Uh, yesterday? <laughs> yesterday! <laughs> it's a YouTube no, video. Uh-huh. That, I don't know this video. That's featuring you. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, shit. It's a short film done by a like a kid, I think he was like 14 or 15 years old. Uh-huh. And it was you and two other guys. I gotta look this thing up. Yeah. Holy shit. Yo, I don't know this thing. When you're done, when you're done with when we're done with the call, definitely look up friendship falling apart. Friendship falling okay. I'm gonna look yeah, stumbled upon Oh out. yeah, yeah <laughs> dude with uh and what's his name was in it? Um uh from fucking um uh uh God damn. It's okay. Manchester by the Sea. What's his name, right? Was he in that? Is I, that it? it was, there was three guys. It was you, uh, a blonde guy, and uh-huh. like a younger kid. Yeah, I think so. I think that was 52 Project. 52 yeah, that, Street yeah, Project. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I stumbled on that on accent when I was just like looking at interviews and I was like, what's this? I didn't even know they posted that on YouTube. Yeah, I was like, I was like, that's definitely them. I was like, let me click that. Oh, man. <laughs> Your lawyer, lawyer also is right here. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't, okay. have, it 
Yeah, Lucas Hedges, he was he was in that because he used to Lucas Hedges was in 52nd Project when he was a kid. And so he came back to, to help out. And so we did a we did a film project. Yeah, oh that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, see, I like I like to bring up like old things that you forget about. I'm a nostalgic kind of person. I, I totally blocked that out. <laughs> <laughs> give me, that. give I, me I PTSD. That <laughs> there's, there's tons of songs that I've done that I've done the same too. Just like <laughs> so, like, um, well, for the foreseeable future, we don't really know exactly what's going to happen with this pandemic. But right. speaking best case scenario, everything goes back to normal. Yeah. Anything you have planned lined up outside of the Wu-Tang series? Uh, currently, right now, it's, I'm back to kind of, you know, back on my grind and back trying to figure that all that kind of stuff out. And, um, you know, I have, there's a short film that I just shot that- Shotty! Which, uh, yeah, my, my, my partner and girlfriend, she directed it. And um, <laughs> so we're, we're looking to see what's going to happen with that in terms of like film festivals and that kind of stuff. Um, well, even if it's and not, even if it's not connected to acting, like I know you do your fitness thing as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're, uh, so they're doing the 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 boxing gym that I that I that I work with has an on on demand platform that they're actually going to continue to kind of use. Mm -hmm. um, so you can get your at home fitness there. It's called it's called SBX now. Um, so I'm currently doing that and. Working on my personal training certification, and you know what I mean, and you know, so you gotta get in where you can fit in. Exactly, exactly. You have multiple hustles, you know, yeah. as as much as I can. Hopefully, become essential. <laughs> I'm, I'm triple essential. Wait, I don't know. Are you? Are, so you're still in New York? I'm still in New York, yeah. How how still is it over there? I had I had to leave. I lost everything, so I was like, well. Oh no! Oh, yeah, where are you right now? Um, I'm in Niagara Falls. Okay, okay. Back with my mother upstate. Um, oh, well, but yeah, well. man, I lost because the hotel closed, the restaurants right. closed, and right, right, right. Yeah. That's the boat. That's the boat. I am. I'm, I was in too. It's like, I mean, because even like, like all my side hustles are required <laughs> some sort of proximity to the right. person. Person, yeah. right? You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> right now, right now, New York's in an interesting place, right? I think like we are all kind of finding a a sense of of normalcy in, in life you know um so people are moving it's weird to see people with masks on kind of going yeah. about but this is the best time like this is the best time of the year and i think new yorkers are attempting to have some sort of summer you know what i mean um but nothing like summer in the city they said it <laughs> nothing like yeah nothing like it so um so it's, it's a weird place but you know, it's it's New York, so people are, are trying to make life happen and Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. New Yorkers are always gonna try and make it go no matter what. No matter what they are in the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no matter what. Even even when you're like even when you're like, go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Even if you're like, like uh, are you sure we still got a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You'll be like you'll be like looking at Prospect Park and I'm like I'm like, yo motherfuckers, go home. <laughs> like I get it. it. It's warm, but come on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're trying to make it happen. Yeah. I see. I I um I foresee a resurgence in the house party, and I'm excited about that. Because <laughs> I'm like people going party regardless. Yeah, gonna party. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. When it when all this is done, it's gonna be gonna be madness. I think the, a lot of babies are gonna start popping out. Oh yeah, baby boys for sure. All this is cool. <laughs> Everybody better knock on wood in here. Everybody, all y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, I got I got one more question me personally. Uh, if you were stranded on a desert island, mm -hmm. oh, this. I'm, saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, stranded on a desert island. And you got to take one video game and okay. one album. What do you take with you? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, well, it's, to be honest, it's probably Skyrim. Oh, you nice. God! Thank you. Know, <laughs> I would, 
even though I've played like I played Final Fantasy VII and every in inclination of it at like at least four or five times, but mm-hmm. I imagine I'll get bored eventually. Right. Like, with Skyrim, I can just sit and look at flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's little side things you can yeah. do that make the yeah, game that makes the game interesting. Um, and one album. Oh man, that's a good question. Yeah, I always like to stun people with this one because. I never can answer it, so I like to get people to feel the same way I felt. My answer is always a mixtape. <laughs> no, that's shitty. That's so uh, shitty. <laughs> See? No, you know, you ain't cheating. Every time, yo, listen, every, no, go I got it, I got it. I know which one I'll bring. I'll bring uh, uh, Illmatic by Nas. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll listen, I uh, yeah, I've listened to that album every stage of my life. Mm. In almost every stage of my life. So that's, that's the perfect album. album. Transcendent. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're about to talk some trash about me. I know. I was. So we, had, <laughs> <laughs> we had this one, if it was from a video game or whatever, like the top five thing that if you could take anything from a video game to oh, save man. the world or the planet, what would you take? So oh, Yeah. He he was he was discriminating against me. That's basically <laughs> my choices off. If he wasn't letting me have two companions, I said I wanted to have Mewtwo and Poison Ivy, so I could psychically link with somebody and do uh-huh. all the mental shit. You know what I'm saying? And I can like have me a shorty that can heal the earth and teach me how to heal the earth too. So we fix everything. I I expected it to be way more simplified and then like yeah. 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 the episode it just went crazy. <laughs> 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 he wanted Jeepers Creepers and we had to, we didn't know we didn't know it was from a video game either until later. But yeah, that was, I mean I feel like those are two solid options that you chose. I can't dispute them either way. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I love games like Skyrim where you're just doing random stuff on the side. Right, like, right. If you get a chance, I got an interesting game for you to play that's very similar okay. to that. It's called Subnautica. Now it's, Subnautica. Yes. Now you literally, I love. I I'm never heard of that game. I'm, I'm glad. Never. I'm glad. It's literally probably one of the best games you've never heard of. Subnautica. Okay. Yeah. And it's cool because it doesn't tell you what to do. It literally drops you on the alien planet, and you gotta figure out how to survive and sustain yourself. I I I'm trying to learn how to survive and sustain myself in Brooklyn. <laughs> you see, you got a good sample. Oh no! Oh no! That'll give me so much anxiety. I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play a game right now where literally, like, you'll get a mission, and then the game will like it don't even give you a waypoint of where to go. And I have I have so much anxiety about that to be dropped in the middle of an alien planet, told to survive, bruh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> There's literally no right or wrong. You just figure out what you need. See, I like structure. I like structure. Uh-uh. Yeah, me Goals. too. Goals. We need to like. You know, uh-huh. hold my hand, please. Escort, <laughs> escort me from point A to point B. I just want you know. I can understand. It, it does get a little. It does get a little bit crazy once you get to the depths, and you know, it's scary. Don't play that. Right. If you're gonna play it, don't play that. I mean, play it. <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll try to check it out. Anything else you guys want to add? Um, let me see. I know you can think of something going on. I know. Ahead. Yo, chill. All right. Uh, what you play? You play PlayStation Four or Xbox? PlayStation Four. Good. You chose yeah. the right. You PlayStation. You Sony Mark. Yeah. Yeah, Sony but I was going. I did Sony until, except for the Xbox 360. It was the only time. That's I, okay. 360 is the acceptable Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is very true. See, we all have so many people agree. That's very true. Because the PS3 sucked. Let's just be real. It was I, not. It, it was not. I. It was decent. It's I. I mean, after you, you get what PS2 gave us, and then they gave us that. Like, yeah. PS2 gave us, like, love and tenderness. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, think, I think at the later half at the PS3, it gave us, you know, the extreme love and tenderness. Like, it gave us, like, Marvelous Capcom and stuff. No, uh, <laughs> Black Ops. I don't know if you... PS, PS3, like, PS2 was, like, was like that high school sweetheart, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, just, like, and the, PS, the PS3 was, like, you, you know... A your, baby mom that took away your kids. 
or like, <laughs> or you're you're like, or like you got really into cocaine and like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, I want to steal games. I must do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely what I wanted. Have you played Def Jam Fight for New York? Play which, uh, Def Jam Fight? Yeah, I played that game. Ooh, I had to I break that. I forgot because it's the Wu-Tang. Yeah, true. Play, you talking about Final Fantasy? You play Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, of course. Except I didn't play this new one because it got too... Okay. It got too weird. It's, it's got okay. Too, uh, it's, it's a lot. See, my, my livelihood is invested in Tetsu no more, kind of. So that's uh-huh. not an issue. But <laughs> I bet you have played the first Kingdom Hearts. I played the first. Yeah. I played the first two. I played. Yeah, those, no, yeah, I played first two. Because the lore get active. The lore get like. Yeah, and I'd be like, just like opening up a, a forbidden book and blinding yourself. You know what I'm saying? Brother- books that be blinding you. Uh huh. Uh huh. My brother. <laughs> My brother tried to explain it to me once. He tried to explain me the mythology, mm-hmm. and he got like maybe five, ten minutes in. I was like, I was like, nigga, stop. Just- <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like always that it's like that meme. I always see it, like always sunny when the dude's like, it's like that. Like, God damn it, Christian, this monster's gonna die. Is it tangible or Danny Phantom? What's going on with you? No, it's just whenever I think about explaining the lore of that, it's just so oh, so just, many levels. It's just so levels. many. Oh, oh way too much. Here. Way too much. <laughs> That's good. You know, you stand in your truth. You stand in your truth. That's the one thing I learned about this pandemic. You stand strong in your truth, my brother. <laughs> That's all you got. That's all you got. Anybody? Anything else? It was so good to see you. It's good to see you, D-Lo. Good to see you. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Yeah, thank y'all for having me. Well, if you have anything you want to plug, anything that, uh, any of your social media or anything like that, please. Yeah. Opportunity to do that and let everybody know where to find you. Sure, you can find me on Instagram on at uh, Julian Elijah Martinez. Um, and if I start an OnlyFans account, you'll find me on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure we drop all your links and uh, all your and everything. Don't, don't forget that Ninja J. Don't forget at that Ninja J. That, that, yeah, I do have a... I have a photographer page too uh, at that Ninja J. Yeah. And Dilo's on it. Dilo's on it. Well, we'll make sure that we post post the links for all of your socials. Uh, beneath, Great, thank you. Uh, the episode on our website as well as on iTunes. So when everything's yeah. released, we'll send you an email let you know what's going on so you can uh, consult yeah. yourself. Awesome, thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Oh, thank man. you again. We appreciate you. Yeah, I really admire what y'all are doing. So keep it up. I appreciate it. Keep it up. Thank you again. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye, fam.